we have Peter professing his faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Here's the story. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Have you ever taken one of those personality tests? You know, the ones that they ask you a hundred questions or so, and at the end you get these results that categorize your personality. Uh, either you're introverted or extroverted, your personality type A, B, or C, or whatever. I remember uh, I took one a few years ago, and the person administering the test pointedly said, answer how you see yourself, not how others see you. Which I found interesting. And upon uh, the execution of the test, I found it actually quite difficult. I mean, I began to ask myself these questions. Well, how do people see me? How do I see myself? Is my personality a big lie? Am I a con artist? What if I'm a sociopath? I mean, it was a stressful test after that point. But no, I found out at the end of the test, I wasn't a sociopath or a con artist. You know, I figured out what my personality was according to what the test said. Um... But the test did reveal to me that sometimes the world does see us in a different light than how we see ourselves. We may hide fears or weaknesses from others because, you know, we obviously don't want people to know about these things. It's like having a beautiful facade on a building and you allow the rotted beams to show around the windows. You know, we, won't, we don't want people to see that. We want to keep that nice and painted and hidden and such. This week, Jesus seems to want to know what the disciples think of him. He's been going around teaching with authority and performing miracles, arguing with them and upsetting the religious leaders and just kind of rocking the boat in general. He's starting to get a reputation. And he asked the disciples first who do strangers say he is, and then he asked those closest to him who they think he is. The strangers, they see the miracles. They hear the teaching. They see the facade, and they speculate from the sidewalk what's inside the building. Is he Elijah, John the Baptist, Jeremiah? Who is this guy? But Peter speaks up suddenly from among the disciples, and I can almost imagine it's like this blurting out, you're the son of God. I'm not surprised by his, prof uh, his profession of faith. If we look at his calling by Jesus in Matthew 4, Jesus simply says, follow me, and Peter immediately drops his nets and follows Jesus. No questions asked. So it makes me think there's some sort of willingness to believe there in Peter, maybe a spark, if you will. And unlike the crowds, you got to think about it. Peter, he's part of the inner circle around Jesus. He's not only seen the teaching of miracles from a distance, but he's been around Jesus and seen Jesus for who he is. I imagine he's seen Jesus upset. He's probably seen Jesus laugh. I would hope he had. Um, and we know he's seen Jesus pray. Peter has gotten to know Jesus on a deeper level than a member of the crowd. 
He's entered into discipleship. He doesn't believe because he's seen a few hat tricks. He believes through the Spirit. Blessed are you because this was revealed to you, not by physical signs or teaching, but by the Father, is what Jesus is basically saying. Paul would write in 1 Corinthians that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And I think this is what we see here with Peter. In earlier accounts of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus does call Jesus Lord. But he didn't call him Messiah until now. Perhaps up to this point, he believed as everyone else. Maybe Jesus was a great prophet. Maybe he was like Elijah or Jeremiah. But then, at this moment in time, when he's asked directly by Jesus, Peter professes a faith that others may have been reluctant to believe. Peter believes, not by signs, but by faith. There's a great German chorale by Martin Luther that paraphrases the uh, Nicene Creed, We all believe in one true God. It's a fantastic chorale. Um, and J.S. Bach would uh, later uh, write a, really a barn burner of an organ work based on the tune of the, uh, of the chorale. The chorale is in German, if you see, uh, want to know what that is, Wir glauben ein, einen Gott, if you want to go for the German. Um, and the interesting thing about Bach's piece here that he wrote is he only used the musical phrase that contains the words we all believe as the central thematic material. He b develops the entire organ work around this very simple phrase, we all believe. Maybe Bach is telling us something. Maybe he's saying that, you know, all the articles of faith, all the miracles of Jesus, all the teaching, though they're important, it's, they're really pointless unless we, like Peter, believe.